to episode five of Monument Talk. I am your host, Kenny Crocker, along with Matt DeMeo. What's up, everybody? Back from the I.L. Ken, <laughs> Ken had turf toe, so we had, we had to miss a week. <laughs> Took a week off. No one was happy about it. Um, episode five, Matt, the Joe DiMaggio episode. Of course. We looked at the other people who've worn five on the Yankees. It's not just Joe. Bob Musel. Tony Lazeri, who played in like the 20s or something, has got a cool quote. I know that name. Um, they didn't get along. Gehrig thought Ruth was a big mouth, and Ruth thought Gehrig was cheap. They were both right, Tony Lazeri. <laughs> Great quote. <laughs> I like um, that name, Tony Lazeri. Yeah. Sounds like a real Long Island guy. Frankie Crosetti. <laughs> Another Long Island guy. <laughs> Lifetime 243 hitter, played in the 30s and 40s. I know what you're thinking, why do we care? Played 17 seasons on the Yanks, and then coached third base for the Yanks for 20 seasons until oh, like boy. 1969. Uh, was part of 23 World Series teams, and 17 of those were winners, and he's the record holder in the MLB for most most World Series appearances. I was going to say, he must have seen some talent come yeah. through that. Frankie. What'd you say his name? Frankie, Frankie Crisetti. Frankie Crisetti, yeah. yeah. Frankie Cronuts. Yeah, got a um, pizza place in Merrick. <laughs> he switched over to Nolan Richardson, then Joey D picked it up. But then there was a Nick Etten. Who uh, took over for the three years at number five while Joe was overseas? Pirates pitcher Joe Trimble in 1952. <laughs> I was just looking up quotes from Nick Etten. Nick Etten's glove feels better than uh, when Nick Etten's not using it. <laughs> that was a cool quote. Uh, but anyway, it's a real baseball coach quote. Yeah, so uh, Etten was there from 43 to 46, and then uh, Joey came back and uh, took it on from there. Then. Retired, and now we're bringing it back for episode five of our podcast. Joe D, my grandfather's favorite player. Shout out to Papa. Um, so before we get into anything, I just, there's some you know trade rumor stuff to talk about, some injuries to kind of catch up on. First thing I want to talk about some is logistic work, some logistic work. But I want to talk about baseball food. So I was at uh, game two of the doubleheader against the Mets, and uh, well, there's two reasons I want to talk about this. Before we get into that. I want you to rank your uh, your baseball food. The big five. Going to go hot dogs, pretzels, popcorn, Cracker Jacks, cotton candy. Hot dogs one. Yeah. That's easy. Uh, I'm a big, where whatever kind of sporting event I go to, and it's kind of a, a joke I have with my brother where, like, if I'll go to a Knicks game or I'll go to a Rangers game or a Giant game, whatever, whatever game I'll go to, like, when I went to uh, – Maybe I went to a St. John's game this year or whatever. Texted my brother. I was like, yeah, I had my first garden hot dog today. It was delicious. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you don't have that many hot dogs anymore. But like, when you go to a stadium or a, uh, a stadium, a ballpark, any, any kind of arena, like, I just, I, I want a hot dog. I know that like, people kind of like up the cuisine now. People are like eating sushi and like stuff. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm at a baseball game. I want to have a hot dog. Um, I see that you didn't put sausage on there, so I yeah, mean, I, it covers both. No, sure. Um, a hot dog, um, definitely. Give me a little ketchup. I know that's that might be a hot take. Some people are ketchup on a hot dog's not a hot take. Well, no. well, some people are like religious about like it has to be mustard or you're yeah. not a man. I'm a, big, oh, like, I'm a big sauerkraut guy. Oh, there you go, Throw Ken. Crowd on there. Yeah. Shout out to the Germans. Okay. Um, um uh, what was it next? We had pretzels, popcorn, cracker jacks, cotton candy. No peanuts? Oh, you're right. Uh, let's take out cotton candy. And yeah, I was going to say. Um, I'm not seven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I go kind of pretzels, peanuts, kind of neck and neck. Yeah. Um, popcorn. I'm a huge popcorn guy, um, but mainly at the movie theater, but sometimes that aroma just gets you. It's like, okay, I'll have yeah. a box of popcorn. Um, and then whatever the last one was, what I miss. Cracker Jacks. Yeah, I'm not a huge Cracker Jack guy. Fake popcorn. I actually can't believe I forgot peanuts. They're going to be my number two behind dogs. Cause yeah. I, I love a bag of peanuts. Oh, yeah. Get all over the place. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like when you would play baseball or play softball, it's like, oh, seeds. Yeah. It's like I feel like at, at a baseball game, I want to have peanuts. They wind up all over you. Yeah, get, all over get, the do the dust off like they're you all... just slid, slid head first in the second. <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, they're always all over the person in front of you. And you, don't say anything. Yeah. you don't say a word about it. Yeah. Sorry, uh, bud. Go Yanks. Yeah. But I like just throwing them on the ground, kind of like you do at Five Guys, Burgers and Fries. Sure. Uh, but the fun thing about that is that that doesn't happen at all, Five Guys. And the one that opened in Hoboken a couple of years ago, 
Um, I just thought that was the rule at all of them. So we went there and I'm just opening peanuts, throwing them on the ground. And uh, one of the guys that worked there came over and he was so mad. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> He's like, who did this? Yeah. So I, now I gotta clean up after this piece of shit kid. I pointed at some kids that just walked out the door and he's like, oh, oh those yeah. animals. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like the guy who's gotta clean up the beer in Superbad uh, when, <laughs> when McLovin drops it. Yeah, sir, did you do this? <laughs> yeah. No, this is dangerous. Um, well, the reason I brought oh, up... How about that blazer that Michael K is wearing tonight? Very 70s. Um, the reason I brought up baseball food is, and you brought up sushi, which is funny because we were at, uh, I was at the, the dugout before the game, and some, these two finance bros uh, in some sharp suits were talking about um, what they're going to eat, and the one kid wanted to get the Taco Bell window, the glory hole at, uh, <laughs> at, at the dugout. And, uh, oh, my God. And uh, the other guy, the other guy says, oh, "Like, oh, bro, we got the sickest seats. Well, we're sitting like they're just gonna bring a sushi or spaghetti." And I was like, "That's what you want to eat? Spaghetti at the game? I don't even know if that's on the menu, but it made me really upset." <laughs> stir, a little stir fry with spaghetti <laughs> yeah. and sushi. You're sitting what, like third row behind the plate with your company seats, and you're just gonna get a, a big hot plate full of spaghetti. I get it, Ken. Ken's hot corner. Yeah. <laughs> It made me really upset. I, I'm with you. I'm, I don't. I don't want to food shame anybody, but like, no, 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 you can food shame. I saw a guy eating a Ziploc bag full of pasta on the beach last summer. It's like July. He's eating just <laughs> pasta out of a Ziploc bag. He's carb loading. He's running yeah. a five. He's doing a five k tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, these guys are idiots. <laughs> well, uh, what? So, what'd you say? It was dogs, peanuts, dogs, peanuts, uh, pretzel, cracker jacks, popcorn. Yeah. I like popcorn, but I don't really do it at the games. Yeah. All right, so I guess we can get into real stuff now. So, Yanks obviously didn't get Keichel, mm-hmm. so that kind of sucked, but um, sounds like they're looking to make some moves come um, trade deadline, and they have some chips to move. Uh, everybody, the talk that of real late has been to get rid of Frazier. It's like, and it's really because of his attitude thing that popped up the last week or two, but now it's just bunch of idiots on Twitter that are all saying the same thing and I mean I don't 100% disagree with them that I mean he is a good trade chip uh, if you're looking to get a Bumgarner or a Stroman or whoever it is hopefully not Stroman uh, I'd rather have Bumgarner um, but they also have you know Estrada as much as I like what he's put on like just thinking about where the gaps are what the path is for some of these guys um, hopefully it's not like a Esteban Florial who even though he's been hurt a little bit has been unbelievable down in the minors even though he doesn't really have a pass to now field spot and Davy Garcia, who's just been lights out pitching, and um, he's a big prospect coming up for the Yanks. So there's those kind of top chips that you don't want to give up. But otherwise, at this point, how shaky these starters have been, I think it's time to go all in on somebody like a Bumgarner who's got that playoff experience. Yeah, um, I don't think they're going to have to give up as much for Bumgarner as people would expect. I I believe that this is his last year of his deal. So you'd only yeah. be getting him for, uh, for the one year, unless you want to extend yeah. him. And he hasn't been as good for the past, yeah. I want to say two or three years. He's not that same bum garter. It's like you give him the ball, he's going to pitch eight innings or like, I think he came in in relief one. Maybe it was against the Royals. I don't know. If, I, I don't remember who they beat, but he pitched like two through. He came in like the third inning and, and pitched the rest of the game. So it's not that same guy. Um, and you say, I'd rather him over Stroman. I'd probably want Stroman over him. Um, I think you say that because Stroman's kind of a loser. Like, <laughs> he's just he's just pretty extra. So I think that's why people are, are not in on Stroman, um, which I agree with. He's he's a lot. but It's not like Bumgarner's the, the coolest guy. Yeah, oh, of course. Um, but it seems like Stroman's kind of found it again. I think he's... Yeah. His ERA is like right was like three. He has like a About three, three, three. Yeah, three, three ERA. So he's been pitching well. Um, and, and then to go back to to go back to Clint um, and like who you'd want to trade. Um, the Yankees are 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 in a good spot where they're kind of set at a lot of positions for the next five to seven years. So you got to start thinking about hey, we want to win a championship now. Yeah. Whereas like Tyro Estrada has been a huge help. This year, but it's like, hey, is he going to help us down the road, or are we just kind of going to have to bury him in the minor league system until somebody gets hurt? So if you can trade him um, and get a starting pitcher, like 
as much as it hurts, it's it's kind of like something that you got to do because the objective is to win the World Series now. This isn't three years ago when it was like, oh, yeah, we'll see what we got with the young kids. It's like the time's now for this team. And there's teams that are going to need a Tyron Strong, yeah. that, that kind of role player in the middle infield. And, I mean, Corey Seager just got hurt. He's got a what, grade one or grade two hamstring strain. So the Dodgers are probably going to be looking to beef up middle infield. So there's value for some of these guys that have been good role players and have patched the team together, been fun to watch. But beyond that, to your point, there's no real – value and then for the Yankees in 2020, 2021. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for a guy like Estrada, you say role player, like we don't know. He could be a starter in this league. Like when he played, um, when he came up and played and like kind of like spot starts or fill-ins for guys, like hit the ball hard, played good defense. So maybe he's a starter in this league. I'm not saying he's a superstar, but like he could go start somewhere. And then for Frazier, I mean, I think everybody has a little bit – um, issues with the attitude. Um, it's kind of who he's been. Um, yeah. He's got to grow up a little bit, but it's also kind of he's got to talk to the media on days he has good days, on days he has bad days. He can't just bail on that. That's the main issue I have, and like him saying that he got treated unfairly and stuff like that. But now we're just like the media and and like kind of like I call him like dad sports fans. We're like everybody yeah. sucks, and it's like. Oh, well, he likes his sneakers and like he likes to dress. It's like, come on, the kid can't, he's 24 years old and he plays for the Yankees. He can't have a good time. He can't wear like cool spikes. Like that's kind of, that gets a little bit ridiculous. And then all you hear is about the negative stuff, the negative stuff. And I know you've told me in the past, and I'll let you talk about it a little bit more. Like, what, like, he does a lot for his community. Like, I know he's reached out to kids that like have lost parents or lost friends. And he doesn't do that through publicists or anything, so it's not he's not a bad guy. He's just gotta gotta grow up a little bit. Yeah, so he's, he's got a little attitude problem and I mean when people start I mean, he has had issues with the media in the past, like the hair was a thing, obviously, and when Susan Waldman like misquoted that he wanted number seven yeah. and then apologized to him, like there have been instances where it's maybe a little unfair to him and maybe he's just bottling it up, but I think um, he's become an easy target for yeah. the media. Um, which is something he's that he's just kind of got to shake up. Yeah, and like fiery's not a bad thing. Like you want guys like that. Not everybody is Derek Jeter. Not everybody is Aaron Judge. Like people, you're gonna like Jorge Posada was a fiery guy. He's a all time. I mean, he's an all time great Yankee. Won five World Series. Like you, you want guys like that on your team. He's just got to figure out, pick his spots, and kind of grow up a little bit. Yeah, it it is the the dad fans that you're talking about. It's like the dads that they're somebody taught him how to leave comments on the internet mm-hmm. and now they're just you know well mickey mantle wouldn't do this mickey mantle wouldn't uh buy a bunch of sneakers yeah <laughs> it's like okay shut up yeah mickey well, mantle was spending all his money on booze at the plaza yeah, so exactly like, and there wasn't any twitter <laughs> or instagram yeah. or where like every move was like under a microscope yeah. so and, and it's very much like um oh he went three for four today and hit two home runs and everybody loves him and then he goes 0 for 4 the next day. It's like, oh, well, this guy sucks. Trade yeah. him. It's like, okay, like, relax with that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, hope he, get, uh, hope he figures it out. Um, just got to yeah. grow up a little bit. And, and also, like, um, and then we'll stop talking about Clint. At least I will. It's like, I think he, his first at bat after he came back from that whole incident with the media, he hit a home, he yeah. hit a home run. So, it's like, that's what you do. Hey, man, go to the media. And if you don't want to talk to him... Give them, like, short answers or one-word answers. Just kind of, like, do what you're, what is mandatory and kind of get that done. And then let your let your game do the talking. Yeah. That's the best way to shut everybody up I mean, the, is play well. In the last week since all that started happening and all that, all those issues with the attitude, uh, in six games, he's got four doubles. He's six for 21. He's got three RBIs, um, a couple walks. So, like, you know, he's still playing well. Obviously, his, his defense was a issue that he just kind of like honestly it seemed like he had the yips for like three games and it seemed to straighten out to some degree still made a couple errant throws yeah. when at the game when I was at, still, still makes me so nervous he's just, he's just getting nervous when he's out there now but yeah uh, he's cleaning up a bit and like they say the ball finds you once you're having those yeah. struggles uh, but I love what Michael Kay's doing now when Clint Frazier makes like a, a, a routine play where he's got to move like 10 feet to his right or 10 feet to his left Michael Kay will give him like oh that's a really nice play by Clint Frazier it's yeah. like okay that's Thanks, a routine Mike. play that every right fielder in Major League Baseball should make. So yeah, Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on to some injury updates. So, uh, Gendry, Kendris Morales, sent to the IL, left calf strain. Honestly, 
Sorry, Gendry, not going to miss him. Uh, Talkman recalled the Sockman. Yeah, he's uh, back. So good to have him back. Better chance that we're going to remember him on the uh, 2019 Sporkle quiz of yep. what Yankees were on the team. Mm-hmm. Just keep making appearances. Uh, but that kind of makes me wonder why Mike Ford hasn't gotten another chance. Yeah. So uh, Jersey guy played 10 games with the Yankees this year at the big league level. Wasn't great. Had a homer. It was batting 179. Um, 321 slugging, so not great, but down in AAA, he's crushing it. 40, 43 games with the Rail Riders this season, 342, 450, 690 with 15 bombs. 15 bombs in 43 games, so I mean, obviously, AAA is not the same as uh, as the bigs, but I, I'm just curious why he's not getting another shot, especially when you got somebody like Gendry going down. Like He seems like the obvious choice to me to fill that spot. Yeah. Who's considered the Yanks backup first baseman right now? LeMahieu? Yes, yeah. Do they even have one? I think, I mean, people talk about starting pitching and obviously like everybody's obsessed with relievers that they'll go out and get another reliever. Mm-hmm. I think they need to go out and get a backup first baseman that can play defense. Yeah. Um, where like, I don't, I, I don't think they need the guy to hit 30 home runs, but like maybe gets on base a little bit and can pick it at first base because mm-hmm. late in games, um, I mean, and Voight's been great at the plate, but he's another shaky guy in the field. So it's like late in games, maybe what they kind of been doing with Frazier, where Maven comes in and plays right field late in the game, or what what they did with Andujar last year in the playoffs with Hechevarria, and he'd come in and play third base. I wouldn't mind them, and who knows with Bird where the hell he is as I wear my Bird jersey. I had high hopes for him this year. Bird was my guy. Still holding out for that 2019 MVP. <laughs> So, yeah, I'd like for them to go get, like, a defensive-minded first baseman. Yeah. And to your point with Mike Ford, like, I guess he's hitting the ball well down there, but yeah. I think he's another guy that's just kind of not just a bat, but, like, doesn't play a great first base. So it's just yeah. kind of, you see... I, he's not a liability at first by any means. He's just not, um, he's not a Mark Deshera. Yeah, Tino. Like, Tino. just the Yankees were just spoiled for all those years with mm-hmm. great first basemen that could just, anything that was thrown over there, they were gobbling yeah. up. Um, more on the injury front. So Batanzas has another setback. Uh, he's got a lower lat strain, um, shut down for a few weeks. So that's just kind of been tough, tough, uh, road for him all season. It's just as one starts to pick up, then he had another problem with the shoulder. And then now it's the, it's the back and it's just, it's kind of just piling up. So, um, fortunate for him and for the Yankees because he's the setup man, but yeah, just get better. Like hopefully yeah. be back in August and be ready to play come, September, October. Take your time. They don't need them just just yet. And uh, good news, Stanton and Judge both on their way back. Stanton hit two bombs on Wednesday in a rehab game. That was three home runs over three games in that stretch. So it looks like not only is he about to come back, probably the homestand next week, looks like. Maybe the 17th or 18th, they're saying. Um but his bat's also warming up. And then Judge... Yeah, knock uh, on wood with Stanton. No, yeah. no setbacks. Yeah, so Judge is starting up his rehab games. And it's still, at least at the moment, they're eyeing it so that he'll be uh, back by uh, the games in London, which is at the end of um, oh. this month. At least I read, I read so, today that possibly for the Houston series. I saw that too. I, there was no... I don't know. I didn't see anything real accurate. The last thing I saw was from the Post, maybe. And, and they were still saying... Maybe by London, at least just to be safe. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like at least in June, there's a yeah. You know, we'll have an Aaron Judge sighting. So I don't hate it either. Uh, I mean, either way, I'm pumped about it. I was expecting like post All Star yeah. break, like mm-hmm. July 4th the earliest. So hopefully he's not rushing back. I know the Yanks have a tough week next week with, um, I think it's three against Tampa and then four against Houston. Uh, fortunately, all in all in the Bronx, so that helps a little bit, but. Definitely a tough week, and she's kind of like a measuring stick to see where this team is kind of at competing with the big dogs. Yeah, they got uh, so four against the Sox. First game starting is right now. Um, the White Sox, that's in Chicago. Three at home against Tampa. Four against Houston at home. Three at home against Toronto. And then they're going to uh, London mm-hmm. for Boston. Uh, and then they're picking it back up to City Field. Wait, do we want to talk about Herman? Go for it, Matt. Um, yeah, Herman. Out with a hip flexor, I think it's a hip flexor, yeah, it's a hip and then kind of they were they were kind of leaning on that being the reason why he was um, wasn't pitching well. Um, so I think he's on the ten day IL. We'll see what happens. I also I wasn't a fan of um, after the Yanks didn't get Keuchel, and everybody's like, 
oh, they didn't. Uh, the Yanks don't get Keuchel just so we can rely on Domingo Herman. It's like, okay, the guy's had three bad starts. He was yeah. one of the best pitchers in baseball for the first month and a half, two months. So it's like, it's kind of like I, I don't like it's to to fall back on that that excuse. He's been yeah. great, and like maybe his um maybe his hip was the reason, and hopefully yeah. he gets better and he'll is, be. He was feeling it since Kansas City. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, they think that's part of the issue is that he, you know, not explaining that he was injured. And uh, I think that's become more of a problem for people is kind of not speaking up because they don't want to go on the IL or they want to keep pitching through it. And we were just talking about this before the pod started arguing about Cal Rick and how I think he's the most overrated player in the history of baseball. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's just not the way the game's played anymore. It's like you're injured. Just speak up and start that 10-day uh, rehab assignment rather than trying to pitch through it and having a couple tough starts. Yeah, and I feel like guys wanted to step up just because, I mean, Paxson was down, CeCe was down. I know that's why CeCe didn't speak up when he needed his kind of week, week and a half off because he knew Paxson was down. So guys were trying to fill that role because the Yankees were really running out of starters. So um, maybe that's why Herman didn't speak up. So hopefully he gets right and gets back to his ways because... I mean, if he pitches the way he did at the beginning of the year, look out. Like, him yeah. right, Severino back. Like, um, Montgomery, haven't heard his name in a while. He's got to be knocking on the door. Get Paxton right. Like, there's a lot of potential there when these guys are right and healthy. So, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Uh, yeah, that's where the Mad Dads online really hit their stride. Uh, because anytime somebody goes on the IL, they, it's always the, well, Mickey Mantle was never hurt. He played through the pain and broke his yeah. arm. And especially the one that was the worst was... When Judge made that comment a couple weeks back saying, like, you know, I probably won't be completely 100% when I come back at all this season, um, even if I'm feeling better. Like, it's always just going to be kind of lingering. And the comments were just nonstop from a bunch of angry dads saying, uh, you know, like, who, what, you know, Mickey Mantle would never say this. Like, these guys need to toughen up and all this. It's like, all right, relax. Like, yeah. Darren, you're going to come at Aaron Judge now? Like, yeah. he's just being honest. He's going to have an injury. It's going to be lingering. And he's going to try and play through the pain. He might have to sit a couple games extra. Like, Whitey Ford used to throw 13 innings. It's like, all right. It's oh, cool. the, the game is different. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is in 1952. <laughs> uh, all right. So with that, before we get into our questions and categories for the week, we're going to take a quick little break here. See you in a minute. And we're back. Um, so here we're going to uh, start off. We're adding now Matt's Hot Corner, which is our new segment where Matt just gets hot about stuff. It's being uh, added to our categories of the week. And we also have our new segment, which picked up the last episode, which is where I asked Matt. It's, the, it's called Trade Judge Or. Um, and it's basically a would-you-rather question. The first one was, uh, would Matt give a trade judge away from the Yankees to keep his favorite song in his life, Nickelback Rockstar? Not my uh, favorite song. Matt's favorite Great song, song, not my favorite Nickelback song. Nickelback Rockstar. So, um, <laughs> uh, let's start off with trade judge or. So, the question of the week, Matt, is would you trade judge? That's option A. Option A, trade sure. judge away from the Yankees. I, I get the concept of the game, Ken. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just speaking it out. Option one, trade judge away from the Yankees. Option two, uh, every piece of pizza that you eat until judge retires, Papa John's. Keep, keep Judge. You're going to keep Judge? Yeah. I mean, we're hoping he's got at least at least another 10 years in him. So the next decade, the only pizza you're going to eat is Papa John's. Yeah, it's fine. Cardboard and ketchup. Sure. That's Just it. strictly pizza. Because I yeah. can get like chicken rolls. You can, eat whatever, you can eat whatever you want. But if you're eating a piece of pizza, it's going to be Papa John's. Yeah, I can live with that. Really? Yeah, I think that's easy. Okay. There's just, I mean, as good as pizza is... There's just a lot of other Italian food that I can eat that's just as good. Not as convenient, but just as good. Okay. And probably probably better for my health as well. By the end of, end of Judge's career, I'm be looking yeah, like right. I'm be looking like Judge. <laughs> God, this guy's this guy's got a really fit body. <laughs> yeah, tearing my oblique playing softball. Ooh, didn't even know I had one of those. <laughs> that reminds me, I forgot to say that also this uh, stretch of categories is presented by uh, frozen French bread pizzas. <laughs> Looking uh, generic, for a sponsor. Generic frozen French bread pizzas. Until somebody wants to sponsor us, please, Papa John's, don't be you. Yeah. Um, Why are you trading Judge? No, I'm not trading Judge. Yeah. But uh, I was talking to. We were talking to my our roommate Brendan before Matt got out here for the podcast, and uh, we put a little side bet, 25 bucks. Get uh, out of here. He thought that you were going to pick uh, Trade Judge. He's, like, he's oh, a moron. He's like, oh, Matt's a big pizza guy. And, and I, <laughs> he's a moron. <laughs> yeah. I hope you use that $25 to buy him Papa John's. I actually said that you were going to pick Keep Judge, Eat the Papa John's, and you're going to spin it into a health thing. So 
I get out of here. I feel pretty good about myself. I think I should, I should have doubled down. Yeah, I feel like you should get 50 bucks for that. Yeah. $50 okay. worth of Papa John's for Ken. Use a promo code. Yanks just scored 10 runs. You could probably get everything half off. Papa Slam. So really, you're only you're getting like $100 for the Papa John's. Papa's Jesus looking, Christ. Papa's looking slam. <laughs> um, all right, and that does it for Trade Judge Orr for Episode 5. Um and that will move us on to Matt's hot corner. So this week in what's getting one. Matt hot under the collar? I think we should. I think we should uh, tell our fans if we have fans yeah, outside of our family and friends. Yeah. Maybe tweet us some stuff for Matt's yeah. hot corner or Trade Judge or. Yeah, tweet tweet us questions for Trade Judge or uh, or things that get you hot and bothered <laughs> at a Yankee game. Uh, and if you want to place a bet on what Matt's going to pick. Just uh, hit me up on Venmo, DM, DM the Monument Talk Twitter account. I'll give you give you my Venmo, and uh, we'll just start placing bets. What are what are um, uh, what's our Twitter handle for people to tweet at us? At Monument Talk. Just straight, straight Monument up, Talk. Just Monument Talk. Nice and easy. Spell it right. Snatched it. Um, <laughs> all right. So Matt's hot corner. So this is a theory Matt's had for a while. This is um, this is gonna get controversial. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. <laughs> So, uh, you know, Matt, you just tell. You tell them. Do you want me to set it up? You can set it up, Ken. Because so. this was your idea, and it's actually a good idea because I was running out of stuff to talk about. But this is a good one. So this actually popped up for the day because I was watching, I was listening to another podcast in the shower this morning. Uh, today they were talking about Dead Poet Society, and one of the guys on it accidentally started working himself up into thinking that Neil's dad was the hero of that movie, <laughs> who's clearly the villain. And it reminded me of Matt's uh, theory. So Matt has this theory that in the movie A League of Their Own, Dottie Henson is actually the villain. Yeah. Hit us, Matt. It's easy. I mean, it's easy. And this is, is going to get controversial. Um, Dottie Henson is clearly the villain of this movie. And here's why. First off, A League of Their Own, great movie. Great movie. Jimmy Dugan, all-time <laughs> character. Yeah. Tom Hanks rules in that movie. He's great. But Dottie Henson, here we go. So, it's the World Series... She decides to drive back to wherever the hell they live with Bob, who Oregon. just got back where? They drove to Oregon from South Bend, Indiana. Cool. Stay in fucking Oregon. <laughs> Sorry for cursing. Um, I'm happy Bob didn't die in the war. Um, because good guy. Betty Spaghetti's husband died in the war. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Very gut-wrenching scene. Also, her husband is, is that? Is his name Bill Pullman? Yeah, he's the greatest president of all time yeah, great in president. Independence Day. And he's also uh, the dad in Casper. Yes, he is the dad in Casper. Yeah. He's also I in think. Spaceballs. Okay. Um, but yeah, all-time great president. Happy he didn't die in the war in World War II and a league of their own. But so the World Series is about to start. Um, Jimmy Dugan gives the great speech where she's like, it just got too hard. And Jimmy Dugan's like, if it wasn't so hard, or I can't remember what it is. But you nailed it. she leaves... As the World Series is going to start. Yeah. She comes back in Game 7. And also, let's just set the table here. She's the best player in the league. Best player in the league. The face of the league. She's saving baseball. And you're taking that away from the team going sure. into the biggest series. Yeah. And they're playing her stupid little sister, Kit. <laughs> um, so she leaves. Shows back up in Game 7. Alice is playing pretty good. Jimmy Duggan even mentions she it. She hasn't changed her socks, but she's playing pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And then she just thinks she's going to play? And she does. And she plays. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry. If you're driving back to Oregon with Bob, you're not coming back and playing in Game 7. Yeah. Maybe you can pinch hit in like the 8th inning when that finally settles in that you decided to come back mm-hmm. after 6 games. And it's a war. It's Game 7. Like, they show the newspaper clippings yeah. and everything like... Back and forth, back and forth. Got that great uh, music playing in the background too. Yeah, <laughs> let's go, Peaches. Um, but she shows up. She plays. Jimmy Dugan gets fired up. We're gonna win. Lets her play, which I think is BS. Hits Stillwell with the glove, which is an all-time yeah. moment. Um, but okay, she plays. It's a battle. She gets a big hit off Kit. I think gives him the run. Gives him the lead in the last inning. I think they're up one. I think they're up one, and they let the lead slide to tie it. Oh, no, no, no. No, no Kit gets the hit. Yeah, yeah, She drives a run in. So Kit gets the but hit. Right before that, you got Rosie O'Donnell yelling, Sue Ellen, one more! Yeah, one more! One more! <laughs> okay. And Dottie goes out to her talk and talks to Sue Ellen on the, on the bump, says she likes the high ones, hit her with the high ones. Fine. Hits her with a high one. Kit turns on one, hits it over um, uh, the cutoff lady, Stillwell's mom's head. Yeah, Stillwell's mom. Hits, she hits the cutoff lady, so a run scores, 
Kit blows through the stop sign at third base. So the Henson sisters are just bad teammates. <laughs> like, here we go. Let's just put this out there. So Kit comes in to score, plows through Dottie, and this she clearly drops the ball on purpose. Yeah, this isn't I know people think it's a controversial thing, like, you know, what did she actually drop it? That's the big question. It's it's obvious that she dropped it. The movie set that up. They showed her yeah. catch the ball earlier in the movie in that same kind of play. She catches the ball with the bare hand when Rosie's yeah. firing it they at They do her. that to set up that this is going to be on purpose. She's doing it for her sister. Yeah, and I mean, so she decides not to play, runs away from the team, then plays, and then loses, loses it for them on purpose? On purpose. How's this person not the villain? She's the villain. She is. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's the villain of the movie. There's no way around it. I, I, I'm sorry I'm getting a little hot here, but... No, go ahead. <laughs> I, it's just kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> and she's not even a good big sister. You no. can't just let your little... You can't let your little sister win. Yeah. Your, little, your big brother doesn't let you win. Yeah. You gotta learn how to win. God, she sucks. Yeah, and she, you know, she takes her temper out on uh, Betty Spaghetti. When Betty Spaghetti comes out, she's got that new red hat. She says, hey, has anybody seen my new red hat? She goes, I'll piss on you. <laughs> hey, don't take it out on Betty yeah. Spaghetti. Betty Spaghetti's a nice lady. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just think that's, uh, it's, it, it, it makes me mad. Yeah, I, I think you have every right to be. It hasn't been talked about much that yeah. I've heard. I think this is going to kick off a revolution with that movie. People I are going to be so. watching it differently from now on. Yeah, it's a hot take, and I I got to take a shot at my guy Jimmy Dugan. You yeah. don't play it. She you know, doesn't play it. The issue is he's got a crush on her. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think he, he got a little love bug, and he's letting that kind of steer him away from Ooh. it. Yeah, she, she doesn't play there. Maybe she pinch hits, but... And then she loses the game on purpose. It's just... It's tough. Yeah. Go um, Peaches. <laughs> Racine. Racine never should have won that game. Yeah. Racine stole one. Um, what do you think, Ken? I agree with you. I think she is a villain. Uh, you wouldn't think of that watching the movie, but once you really sit down and kind of take all the evidence in, it's hard to watch that movie now that you've, I mean, you've told me that theory a couple times. It's hard for me to watch a movie now and not think of her as an evil person throughout the movie. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's still a great movie and I love it. It's like now trying to rewatch Game of Thrones and, and trying to picture Daenerys being the good, the mm-hmm. good guy. Sure. The same yeah. <laughs> They're the same person. Dottie Henson, Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> yeah. Both all-time villains. Um, I think if we're talking about A League of Their Own, we should just move on to our categories because I know that A League of Their Own has a special place in your heart as well. What's that? Because that song by Madonna. Oh, yeah. This used to be my playground by Madonna. The greatest Madonna song of all time. That's a hot... That might be a hotter take than Dottie Henson is the villain. I mean, can and you name a better Madonna song? I can't, but I know that they're <laughs> yes. out there. I feel all like right. that's like... Do we have like a song that closes us out? You should play This Used <laughs> to Be My Playground my takes us to credits. We don't have This Used to Be My Playground money. Um, <laughs> Nobody has it. <laughs> uh, she's got that one song, uh, Just Like a Prayer. Yeah, that yeah, song rules. It is a great song. I she's mean, got I, a bunch of obviously bangers from hits. the 80s. Yeah. Smashes. Yeah, before my time, but I'll tell you what I do know, Matt, is that this used to be my playground is an all-time song. Yeah. Um, also, uh, is it is Sue Ellen the one from... No, Sue Ellen's one from Georgia, isn't And she? it's... I just I just the one that plays center field? Stillwell's mom. She's the one that sings the song that they have in the... Oh, we are the members <laughs> of the All-American League. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I just remembered, we we botched this. It's not Sue Ellen. It's Ellen Sue. Ellen Sue! Oh, Ellen Sue, you're right. <laughs> Ellen Sue's the one... Isn't she one of the one from Georgia? She played the shortstop. George, the Georgia Peach. Yeah, and she marries a plastic surgeon. <laughs> Good for <laughs> you, Ellen Sue. Uh, just looking at the cast now. I need to know who the center fielder is. I think Madonna. Wait, no. Ellen Sue is somebody. Is there an Ellen Sue and a Sue Ellen? We're, this is bad radio right yeah, now, Ken. Okay, let's just skip over it. People have names. Part, part two of the League yeah. of Their Own podcast coming in episode six of Monument yeah. Talk. Rest in peace, Miss Cuthbert. Um, <laughs> yeah, Miss Cuthbert. Okay, uh, so Rotten that will take Dottie us into... Uh, that's Matt's Hot Corner for episode five. And we will take it to the uh, weekly Big Bassett Award, named after the biggest big man move of the week. Um, this one seems like an obvious answer to me, uh, but we'll go through them anyway. So uh, the first one is Max Muncie. Not a Yankee. Wasn't playing the Yankees, but we can't ignore it. Um, when we see a Big Bassett thing, we just got to kind of talk about it. Uh, so he crushes a ball into the bay in San Francisco off of Bumgarner. Absolutely smokes this ball. Um, 
And he stares at it a little bit, and he's going around the bases. Bumgarner, who is uh, notoriously an angry dad online, um, is mad and starts yelling at him, uh, don't watch the ball, you run. And Max Muncy <laughs> yells back at him, if you don't want me to watch the ball, you can go get it out of the ocean, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so besides the home run could have been enough for the award but because uh, he crushed the ball, but that quote just puts it over the top. That might be one of the one of the best big fast moments of the year for me. Um Ian Desmond on the Rockies. Another thing has nothing with the Yankees, but he hit the longest home run of the season against the uh, Cubs off of Mike Montgomery, a lefty. Uh, 486 feet. All right, so now the Yankee stuff. So uh, Did you see Javi, what Javi Baez did, I think, yesterday or the day before? Yeah. He had, I, I don't even know who he was hitting, hitting with his sunglasses oh. on. Big no-no for Matt. And Maybe next stared. week's Matt Hot Corner. Right. Um, he didn't, he's, he's got his sunglasses on, so you couldn't see... What he was looking at, it looked like he hit the ball, stared at the ball, and then stared at the pitcher for like three minutes. Yeah. It was it was pretty cocky. I kind of liked it, but uh, yeah, I think that should be thrown in there too. I don't remember. I think it, I think it came after a couple of plonkings. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the retaliation. Bad job by me. I don't remember the actual details. I just remember seeing it on Instagram. Well, so other options we got. Uh, Pete Alonzo hit one off of Paxson. In the first inning, the game that I went to, and I walked into this in front of a bunch of Mets fans, uh, 424 feet. And, you know, I got no beef with Pete Alonzo, good ball player. He's second in the league to Yelich for home runs. He's got 22. Yeah, he's um, about to break Strawberry's rookie record, yeah. and it's yeah. June 13th. Yeah, but uh, shows up to Yankee Stadium and just kind of, you know, keeps the hot streak going with this season. So uh, that was a bomb. Uh, Three-run shot, too. Yankees really never recovered from it. Um so, against the Mets in the first game, the big three, let's call them, Gary, Gio, and Luke, all over 400. Uh, Gio and Luke in the same inning, but Gary, 422, Gio, 405, Luke, 412 feet. Um, so, that trio, and that, that was the game the Yankees put up 12 runs. Um, so, that's just a, a trio, a, a, a boy band of big bastards. Yeah, sure. Um, Guardy hitting one 430 feet in Cleveland. Yeah, right after he threw that yeah. helmet off his lip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, love to see that, though. That's a big bomb from Guardy. Yeah, he needed it, too. Yeah. Um, and then Roberto Perez hit one off a holder. Um, that was 447 feet. I don't was, even know who Roberto yeah, Perez is. On Cleveland. So, um, I mean, for me, this was a, wasn't even a competition. It's Max Muncy. Yeah. Um, I think so, too. Um, I do want to say one thing about Max Muncy and Bumgarner and kind of the back and forth about it. Um, I got no beef with bat flips or watching the ball or whatever. It kind of makes the game more exciting. It seems like people are into it. And Bumgarner said this after the game, like, hey, if they're if we're cool with them throw uh, uh, bat flipping and watching the ball, like, you got to let Bumgarner be Bumgarner, too. Like, yeah. if he's pissed off about it, like, whatever. Like, I, I, I'm okay with him being him. Like, I think it's kind of, like, it's maybe a little too much, but, like, I got no beef with that. Like, Yeah, I mean, I, I got no problem with him being mad about it, but his quote was, like, you got to let me be me, too. But, like, he spent the better part of his career trying to let other people not be them by telling them to shut up or walk or... Yeah. So, I don't know. Bumgarner's... I'm not a huge Bumgarner yeah, fan, but he's he can, a lot until but, he comes to the Yankees. <laughs> but I think, it, but I think it's the same thing as like when CC gets a big strikeout, he's fired up. Yeah. Like, or when CC gets mad at people for bunting the ball, which he, I just think is hysterical. Yeah, and he like he talks shit to guys like as they're as he's walking off the mound. Like, so it's kind of like you got to let these guys be who they are. Yeah. Like, I mean, we got no problem with that. that's the uh, the cover photo for our Twitter. Yeah. Account. Another shout out to at my even talk, but CC's on the cover yelling. That's for you. Yeah. So, I, I mean, sometimes I don't like it. But I, I mean, I'm not a fan yeah. of it. I think bum garners can be a lot sometimes, but like, I mean, it, it creates drama, yeah. like where it's the same thing where if, if a guy hits one into the ocean, like you said, and then he like kind of watches it or like does a back to our guy, Derek Dietrich does something like Dietrich and then the pitcher next to bat, he doesn't like it, and then hits him in the ass. I got no problem with it. If, as long as he's not throwing at his head or trying to hurt a guy, like I think there's right ways to do things in baseball. And I think we can talk like yeah. I don't want to go into the unwritten rules of baseball, yeah, but we can save that for another. That's a long discussion. We can save for another pod. But I think the NBA does it really well, and that's just part of basketball kind of culture. Anywhere you're playing street ball or anything, just jawing at each other. Yeah, like Katie's always jawing at people, but then uh, you know. Uh, with Judge in Boston last year after um, in the 
playoffs played New York, New York, or he's walking out past the clubhouse, and then the Yankees got smoked by Boston and, and the Bronx. Uh, that was just kind of like, yeah, everybody was mad. Like, oh, he shouldn't have done that. Like, that's not classy. That's not baseball. But, like, whatever. He's a young guy. He's, you know, he's friends with Mookie and stuff. He's just John. He's trying to, like, get a little something going. And then he got beat the next game. And it's like, that's, you know, that's just what happens. Like, that's. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think that's a really good point that you made, Ken, talking about basketball and KD kind of, like, chirping um, before he got hurt, unfortunately. Get better, KD, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> I heard KD's a big listener yeah, big of fan. Monument Talk. But he was chirping with um, Fred Van Fleet. Um, what was that? Game yeah. five. Fred Van, Van Vliet. Um mm-hmm. And I think it was Mike Breen or Jeff Van Gundy, whoever the announcer was, was get in there, Didi. There you go. One nothing Yanks Thursday night. Um, and Mike Breen or Jeff Van Gundy, whoever it was, was just like, oh, that's just good fun. That's good nature. So it's like, yeah, it's a part of the game. Like anything that you do, like there's kind of like little back and forth kind of jawing, which I don't have any issue with. I yeah. think Bumgarner's ready to punch some guy in the face, but like if you're having, if you're, if it's good nature and you're having fun with it, yeah, it. it it makes the game a little bit more fun. Actually, almost all sports. I mean, it's it's great in hockey too. Nobody does it better than hockey. Yeah. Than hockey players just chirping. Yeah. Uh, if you're not watching, watch Letter Kenny on an <laughs> incredible Canadian show. Yeah, great about, show on about, Hulu. Yeah, a lot about hockey players. There's a lot of chirping. Shout out um, to David Meary, yeah. CEO of Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the reason baseball it's just because baseball's been around since like the 1890s when they had like thick mustaches and they were like gentlemen having tea. Uh, and now, you know, it's just kind of just carried over. And now it's, it's stupid. It's the only real league where chirping is kind of still frowned upon. You're crazy if you don't think that, like, guys are on first base and there's, like, playful oh, shit yeah. talking going on. Or, Absolutely. like, or like a guy goes from first to second and on a base hit hits a right field and he doesn't run. The, the, the right fielder's definitely saying something to the guy running. Like, yeah, you're not going to run on me. Like, probably a little bit more... Um, vulgar which i'm not going to say because my mom listens to the podcast but um <laughs> yes out. so that stuff happens shout out mrs DeMayo. hey mom um and shout out my mom Mrs. Carter. she <laughs> listens also she's been waiting for get in there guardy there you go two nothing um, yanks so uh i think we move on to the toby flanderson of the week which is our loser who's taking the shuttle back to scranton we got Clint Frazier, who actually didn't really have a bad week. Like we already talked about this, so we don't have to go into too much detail. But just got an RBI base just hit. Just had an RBI base hit right now. Um, you know, he went six for twenty-one over the week, four doubles, a couple RBIs, a couple walks. Um, but really, more about the attitude stuff and how some fans have kind of just turned on him a little bit, which is silly. But that's less of his issue, more of the fans' issues. But um, still, kind of puts him in the running. Uh, we got Tommy Canely, uh, <laughs> the Red Bull God. Um, Pitching two games, gave uh, just an inning and a third, uh, four hits, four earned runs, two home runs, which you hate to see it because you think he might be sneaking a couple Red Bulls. He's getting back to, <laughs> getting back to the life. Uh, in, in, in all caps, the life. Um, the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Tommy Canley's got wings. What and do you think that crew is called? Bull Riders or something <laughs> like that? Tommy Canley and the Bull Riders. <laughs> Um, which is a cool name for a band. Uh, yeah, but he struggled a little bit this past week. Uh, Paxton, you know, he just had that one game against the Mets, but two and two-thirds innings, seven hits, six earned runs, home run. That was uh, Pete Alonzo, a couple walks. Um, now, he kind of didn't rush back from his injury, but, you know, there's questions there about whether or not he was actually fully healed and if he's landing on that knee the right way and um, if that has anything to do with how he's pitching. Um you got Luke Voigt, who just kind of struggled all week. Uh, played in five games. He's batting 211 over that stretch with 10 Ks, which is not great. Um, and then Gendry Morales. Uh, played in four games, kind of mediocre as usual. 214. Bad. He's slugging 286. Yikes, over those four games. And getting injured. And honestly, you don't know if we'll see him again. Probably yeah. will, but shouldn't see him again. So that might be uh, kind of the end of his Yankee tenure. Um, all right, so those are our options. We got Clint, uh, Tommy Canely, and the uh, and the red I want to the bull the bull riders, <laughs> Paxton, riding Mabel, the bull, feeling it. <laughs> uh, Luke Voigt and Genji Morales. Um, I'm gonna go with Paxton, and here's why, Ken. Let me tell you why. <laughs> I think with Paxton, and and I want to say something too about Tanaka. A couple things about Tanaka. I think I jinxed Tanaka. 
Um, the last time we, the last podcast we did, I believe it was before we hit the IL. Um, I said that Tanaka doesn't give up that big inning, and I feel and that that kind of blow up inning. And I feel like he has in the past three or four starts. Um, so I'm I'm gonna wear that. That's on me. Also, Tanaka, congrats on the baby. Just had a kid. Okay, nice. Congrats to him. But um, Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. My dad, Mr. Crocker, happy Father's Day. But also with Tanaka, the other day when he pitched against the Mets, actually, it perfect perfect segue there. They pitched on the uh, Tanaka pitched during the day. The doubleheader packs packs and pitched during the night in the night game. Tanaka, I think he gave up five runs. Um, I think he gave up three or four runs early, but still pitched seven innings. So gave the Yankees kind of the length that they need. Where Paxton, I think he pitched two and a half innings and gave up six runs. So it's like when you have those bad starts, I like I like you still kind of want to get something out of your pitcher. Where if like you gave up five runs, but he battled and pitched six innings, where it's like people look at that and it's like, well, that's a bad start. I was like, yeah, it's not a great start, but you didn't bring in. Your, you didn't bring in your bullpen in the second inning and have to pitch eight guys that day. So kind of the length, I, th- I think, like that really matters. They're not considered a quality start, which everybody seems to be in love with. Yeah, but um, um, Tanaka really uh, – Tanaka kind of gives you that distance where Paxton, Paxton struggled with that. And I, I know he's coming back from an injury and they're still kind of working him in, but that's kind of why I'm picking Paxton. All right, I think that's fair. I'm going to go with Clint Frazier. Uh, because the attitude stuff, I feel like there's just been a, a turning of the tone talking about, like, when fans talk about Frazier, um, where there are times where he was, like, a fan favorite, and he had all this energy, and it just kind of went south a little bit this last week, and now all the comments I see, everybody talking, or just conversations you pick up, or just people talking about him at the trade deadline. and um, I've always been a Frazier guy, despite, the you know, some of the attitude issues, which I don't really care about that much. Um, so... Yeah, I think every time that he's going for a fly ball, um, every at-bat, it's just like kind of looming over his head. Yeah, and I, I think to your point there, like, I've, I've never been a fan of this and kind of like people talk about it. It's like, well, this, that's what happens when you play in New York. It's tough to play in New York. Yeah. But, like, it's similar to, like, a guy striking out four times and the Yankee fans booing him. But he hit three home runs the day before where yeah. it's like, I'm not a fan of the the boo and stuff. Sometimes it, it, there's scenarios that call for it, yeah. but like you just can't turn on a guy because he had a bad One day. Game, yeah. yeah, like where's the where's the loyalty? Here? Yeah. Um. All right, and that takes us to our final category, the jersey of the week. You're picking up one jersey shirt uh, from your local store for a player this week. Who's it going to be? We got four uh, four nominees here, Matt. We got Didi. Obviously, he comes back off the IL. Um, for the first time this season after surgery, hits a dinger in Cleveland, makes that big error in that one game uh, in the ninth that could have cost him the game, but then it ended up not mattering, uh, and the Yankees ended up winning. And uh, in the four games he's been back, he's batting 429, uh, slugging 714. He went 6 for 14, had a home run, a double. Um, so great to have Dady back. Uh, Hap, who had been struggling here and there, uh, pitched a game this week. Um, and uh, seven innings, four hits, one earned run, which was off a home run, one mistake pitch, uh, and no walks. So pretty solid outing for him, and he had been kind of inconsistent over the last few weeks. Uh, Nestor Cortez Jr., who's been great. Um, he pitched once this week, uh, one game for three innings. No hits, no runs, no walks, two Ks. Uh, in his last three outings, he's pitched eight innings and has not given up a run. Um, and only three walks with six Ks over that stretch. So um, he's been great filling in some of those longer spots, especially when they're doing like the opener games. Um, so he went from a guy who you didn't know how long he was going to be up uh, and kind of taking the shuttle back and forth, and he ended up uh, being pretty important for the last few weeks. Uh, and then I'm going to throw Max Muncy in too, because that's <laughs> sure. huge. And I don't know if his stock's ever been higher. He's, he's uh, – Tied for first in wins above replacement for first baseman. Voight is sixth, and that's in the whole league. Uh, he's got 15 Crazy. bombs on the season. He's batting 278, 374, 534. And now he's going to have this quote on uh, probably T-shirts. They're going to be wearing them all over wearing them all over L.A. So, uh, yeah, 
Max Muncy up there also. So we got Didi, Hat, Nestor Cortez Jr., and Max Muncy. Cool. Um, Didi, Didi was my jersey last year, so I'd love to go with Didi. Um, mm-hmm. I, I buy, just for context, I buy a jersey at the beginning of every year. Yep. Um, last year was Didi, this year's Bird. Still holding out for Bird, as we said earlier. I'll be back. Um, but I think I'm going to go with um, Nezzy. Nezzy Cortez. Okay. I don't know if they call him. I don't know if they call him Nezzy, but I hope they do. Yeah, they can. Um, similar to my guy David Hale, <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever had a Nezzy Cortez jersey. Yeah, it's been done. Uh, it's been doing well. I think he's what 74, someone, something up there. Yeah, something up there. 73 maybe. But I'm gonna go with a Nezzy jersey. Keep doing what you do, buddy. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can. I'm going to go with Max Muncy. Ooh, Ken, big just, Dodger fan. I mean, I, I loved getting Didi back, and obviously it's been a big week for him, but it's only been four games. Uh, Hap had a great outing, but that can go, you know, he's pitching right now, and he's pitching pretty well so far, but you never know because he's been inconsistent. I do love Nezzy, uh, but Muncy just kind of put himself on the map. Not that he wasn't already. I mean, he's a big-time player, but getting the uh, go get the ball out of the ocean is just an all-time big yeah. plastic quote, so uh, it's hard for me to say no to that. Um, and that does it for our categories. So coming up, uh, as you're saying, we're watching the game right now. We got game one against four games set in Chicago. Um, tomorrow we got eight ten game. CC taking on uh, Lucas Giolito. It's a righty. He's pitching. He's actually dominant. Two twenty eight. Yeah, two two eight ERAs. Uh, WHIP is at zero point nine two. Saturday seven ten p.m. Um, I think that's going to be an opener versus Reynaldo Lopez, who's not doing so well. He's a righty pitching to a 6-2-1 ERA. Um, his last few games have been a little bit better, but uh, on the season, not great. And then Sunday, 2-10 p.m. for Father's Day, we got Masahiro versus, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to murder this name, Adrazamer uh, Despeña. I think you nailed it, Ken. Wow, that actually felt pretty good. Maybe throw a little Despeña. Despeña. Um <laughs> That's a he's a righty pitching to a four point five ERA, um, so not great. Also, but Friday looks like it's going to be the tough matchup, and especially with CC pitching, you know you're going to give up a couple runs, so um, might be a tough one for them to kind of get that run support. And that's coming yeah. up for the Yanks, and that's it for yeah. episode five. Need Yanks to get back on track and get back to winning series again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, Dottie Henson. Stay in Oregon. Yeah, stay in Oregon. Watch your back. And uh, shout out to Nezzy Cortez. Yeah, Nezzy. <laughs> Happy Father's Day.